I wonder if I could make it. It's almost getting to 8 o'clock p.m. And I am still a few more steps away from home to get to my computer to listen to CNT Radio's Cosmopolitan Culture Club. The best of the best music from around the world. Can't wait! I think I made it! Sienna T Radio. Making your day brighter, one song at a time. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them discuss the Blue Jays, Bill, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. Map. This is the show. I cover the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams. Here is your host, Ali Musa. for Broadcast Map with your host, Ali Musa. Good morning. Welcome to the Wednesday show for Broadcast Map. On the day of this recording, it is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023, right after the NHL preview show that we did. My name is Ali Musa. Joining me is former talk show host and now police officer, uh, Eric Drozd. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on this Wednesday morning. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. How are you doing, Ali? Good? I am wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for the invite. And, and uh, sorry, I uh, took a little bit long to get back to you life's a little bit crazy nowadays but uh i'm I'm really happy that you asked me i'm really happy to be on so thanks very much 
Oh, my pleasure. No, that's okay. You know, I know I understand. I just, you know, wanted to uh, make sure that we didn't, that we didn't forget or just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about forgetting, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's great. Life is, uh, life's a little crazy right now with uh, two, two kiddos at home. Right. So, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes the messages, text messages, Facebook messages go unnoticed for a couple of days. It never used to be like that, but uh, definitely today it's a little bit different. So. Absolutely, yeah. So tell us about your uh, tell us about uh, your upbringing and growing up, please. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, my upbringing. So I, I think some people might know. Uh, some people maybe don't know, but um, I was born in Poland. So a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think that I was born in Canada, um, but I actually came over to Canada with my with my mom and my sister when I was uh, about five or six years old. So um i oh geez i guess about what 33 years ago now um but uh yeah english not my first language so came over not speaking anything obviously um settled down uh my parents had settled down in mississauga at the time so uh yeah i grew up in mississauga and uh you know kind of did all the all the um i guess you would say all the normal things for lack of a better way of putting it that, uh, you know, a kid growing up, uh, in the, in the early, early to mid nineties into the late nineties would have, would have done as a kid, you know, played a lot of sports, um, played a lot of hockey growing up, um, and, uh, kind of always had an interest in doing policing, uh, from, from, uh, I would say from about 10 or 11 years old, had an interest in that. Um, so that kind of became a goal pretty, pretty early on. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that takes, that takes a lot to get into. It takes a lot of life experience and it takes a lot of determination. So, um, you know, there had to be something, uh, in between kind of thing because, uh, you know, you require a lot of life experience and all that stuff. So yeah, fast forward, went to university, uh, went to the university of Windsor, uh, took some uh, criminology, uh, sociology programs there to try to to try to get into that policing thing. After university, I was um, uh, I was uh, unsuccessful the first time around getting into policing. Like I said, it's kind of tough to get into, and and uh, you need that life experience. So, um, looked at radio as a, as a career in the meantime, uh, and then fell in love with it. Right, and stayed was in radio for for. I would say probably about eight years. Um, and so it was kind of a roundabout way of doing things, but loved every minute in radio, loved the people that I worked with, um, fell in love with it and was a very, very difficult decision to, to leave when I did um, because I, I, uh, I, I was doing well and, and I really loved it at the time. So um, yeah, that's kind of my upbringing. Um and what else can I tell you? Spoke spoke Polish in the house most of my growing up. Uh, <laughs> did Polish school when I was a kid too. That wasn't fun, but I kind of I'm kind of glad my dad pushed me into doing it now because I'm I'm fluent in Polish and, and English. So, yeah, yeah, and all and all kind of you know it, it's kind of interesting too because I think so essentially then um, the broadcasting side was not your first sort of choice then. Your first no. sort of thing was, was policing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, you talk to a lot of people in, in radio 
um, or in broadcasting in general, any kind of any kind of broadcasting. And and they'll the first thing they'll tell you is, you know, they wanted to be on the radio or they wanted to be on television or what have you since as long as they could remember. Um, I, I guess I'm kind of an exception to that. I was not like that growing up. Um, and I kind of fell into radio in, in a roundabout way. It's actually, it's actually a, kind of a funny story. I, after university, um, I was working a security job to try to get some experience uh, to, to eventually uh, go into policing. And what happened was the, you know, the, the, the security job was an overnight shift. I started at midnight and worked till noon, 12 hours. It was one of those uh, gigs where I was in a, uh, in a car um, responding to alarms and things like that. Right. You see sometimes the uh, security cars uh, driving around. So I was doing that. And at night, you know, you can only listen to music for so long, right? Before you start, <laughs> like, not that I hate music. I love music, but after a while, especially on the radio, if you're listening to to music on the radio, uh, you know, you soon realize that it's a lot of the same songs that get repeated. Uh, there's a formula for that and for good reason. But if you're in a car for 12 hours, it can kind of get a little bit uh, boring after a while. So uh, I had never listened to talk radio before that. Um, and I switched to AM and started listening to talk radio uh at night and there wasn't a lot in the way of live overnight radio there was there was there was a, there were a few shows that were live on talk radio uh at night but only up to a certain point and then it went on to recorded stuff um but there was a couple of uh syndicated shows one show was uh coast to coast am with george nori i don't know if you if you've ever listened to it I've heard of, I've heard lots about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's kind of a, like an off the beaten path show. It's kind of like about paranormal things and the unexplained and things like that, but it just grabbed my attention and, you know, you're kind of driving around in a car by yourself. It's dark and you're listening to this paranormal show and the host George Nori was just phenomenal. I thought, you know, he had this, you listen to a lot of talk radio, especially during the day and it's, you know, the host has this imposing view and they have to have it. And, the, you know, the whole point is to get listenership and to get people to call in. But George like a Jerry Norris, Agar style. kind of. Yeah. Like the Jerry Agars of the world. And, you know, there, there's everybody's got their own style, but there's but there's a whole bunch of, you know, the, the point is to, to try to get people to call in and to have sharp opinions and things like that. Um, but George Nori was more of like, uh, hey, so. So tell me about what you've learned, right? Or so tell me about what you're doing. And even if he didn't agree with the person, you would never know it um, because he kind of let them have a platform. And I kind of like that about him. And so long story long here, I basically um, fell in love with talk radio. And then I started listening to all the other talk radio during the day and all that stuff. And, and um, I thought, man, I'm, you know what? I got some opinions. I can talk. I can babble for a living. Let me see if I can get into this radio thing. Because what if this policing thing never works out, right? Like, what if it just doesn't ever work out? I, I could, I think I could do this radio thing. Um, so yeah, decided to go back to school. Went, went to Conestoga College. Um, met some phenomenal, phenomenal people there. Great professors, Paul Scott, Mike Thurnell, Tim Gable, all those guys at Conestoga College were 
absolutely fantastic. I uh, got my radio broadcast diploma uh, and the rest is history, as they say. So who did you listen, like who, um, see, because you've spent a lot of time in the Waddle region since you, because you just mentioned that you went to uh, Conestoga. Um, yeah. Were there any, it was there, were there any talk show hosts that you liked listening to? You mean specifically within Waterloo or? Yes, or in specifically general? in the Waterloo region. Did you look up, did you look up and listen to someone, let's say, you know, let's say Gary, the popular one at that time were Gary Doyle and Jeff Allen and the late yeah. Jeff Allen, we should say. The late, the late Jeff Allen. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Um, I, I, so again, to go back just a little bit, it was interesting because when I started listening to the radio, I started getting into all of radio. So I listened to, um, I listened to, to the AM stuff, but I also listened a lot because my shift would roll into the morning. Right. And then all the morning shows would start coming on while I was still working and I was in Mississauga. So the, you know, I predominantly listened at that time to, um, Toronto radio, uh, you know, CFNY, um, 102.1 The Edge was my go-to in the morning, the Dean Blundell show. Um, I loved that style, uh, right? That that was like, when, when I said I'm going to go into broadcasting, um, even though AM kind of got me into listening to the radio, um, my goal was to be a morning show host on a FM music station uh preferably like a rock station where i could be a little bit edgy and things like that like that was my original goal right and then i went to um i had moved to uh guelph originally with my girlfriend now wife um she was going into veterinary college veterinary school in guelph and i moved out with her and then i started getting a lot of the waterloo stuff right so i started listening to a lot of the waterloo stations and jeff allen and gary doyle yeah, listen to them all the time, all the time on my way into to, to class, uh, on my way home, listen to all that stuff. Um, but the, the original, it's funny because I, I never saw myself getting into news. I never saw myself getting into being a talk show host. Uh, FM morning show was the goal. And then it all kind of just fell into news. And it's funny how that happened. But one of the first things you learn in radio uh, programs in college is you never say no to an opportunity, right? You never say no. If yeah. something is presented to you, you take it because you don't know where your career is going to take you after that. So, um, yeah, fell into news while I was in college. Um, and that happened because um, there were more openings in news than there were in FM, in FM music radio at the time right just more it just takes more people to run a news station right just it just takes more you need reporters and everything else so the openings there were were bigger but it's getting less and less now like with all the cuts in media yeah. today yeah right like it, it's getting less and now do you feel that you um like you know and i don't know you know what? i'm gonna ask this i don't know if i should but i'm going to listeners i'm gonna ask um do you miss the me do you miss being in broadcasting and or and do you it's a two-parter here or and do you feel you got out at the right time given the state of media uh you can take both parts there mm -hmm. um those are those are hard questions 
for, for me to answer. I'm going to answer them, but they're, they're hard questions for me. No, to I answer. understand that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I apologize. No, no, there, there's no, no, you're doing your job. You're asking the right questions. It's, it's, it's part of, it's part of being a good interviewer. Um, okay, go ahead. Which, which you are, by the way. Um, Thank you so but, much. Appreciate that. But yeah. So, okay. Do I miss, do I miss being on the radio? Yes. I, I miss being on the radio. There are days where something happens in the news and I think to myself, gosh, darn it. I wish I was on the radio because I have something to say about this. Right. And you get, I get this, I get this internal flame almost in the pit of my stomach where I think to myself, man, I wish I was on the radio because I would have been able to go into work and I would have been able to just share all my feelings with whoever was listening about particular topic. Um, Can you give an example of something recent in the news that you? Well, well, might be sure, yeah. Of? Just just as an example, like I like I I pretty much missed all the Trump stuff, right? Like I, when I got out, like Trump <laughs> Trump was in Trump Trump was already Trump was already in, but but basically all the crazy stuff that that you know when went on, like I was I was out of it, right? And I thought, man, this was like. I got out and this guy gets <laughs> becomes president and everybody's talking about it. And there's like the, the topics almost wrote themselves, right? Because he was, he was there. Th that's just one kind of, you know, macro big world example. Right. But just anything, anything that I read locally or anything that, that happened that kind of stirred up a fire within me, I was like, man, these are the days that I miss being on the radio because I miss being able to share my opinion. I miss being able to, read about and interview people and because i'm a naturally curious guy um so yes there are days do i love what i do right now absolutely but there are days where i miss being on the radio and then your second part was um was it the right time and kind of with the state of media yeah, do you today, feel you right? got out at the right time well i i, I will tell you this i told myself that I was going to give policing one more try. And I had kind of made a pact with myself and said, I'm going to give policing one more try. If it works out, I'm going because I've wanted to do it for a long time. If it doesn't work out, I'm fine with it. I'm doing well. Um, I love, I, 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 I grew to love radio. I grew to love the, kind of how personal it is how you're talking to thousands of people but that microphone in front of you you're envisioning really that you're just talking to one person but there's thousands of people listening it's a very intimate thing um you don't need a lot to do it right well you see now with podcasting it, it you know lots of people have podcasts now all you need is a microphone and something to record on and and, and you've got there. a mic right here yeah it's 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 very personal right um, so I, so I, 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 I fell in love with radio and, and I, if, if policing had never worked out, I was, I was fine with it. I was fine with it. So, uh, now when I look at the state of media today, um, and I think, you know, where would I have been if I had stayed? I, 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 I don't know, Ali, I have no idea whether, whether would I still be there? Would, would I have been, you know, let go as you hear, you know, so many people being, being let go. Um, as you hear newsrooms being cut, as you hear about, 
you know, these these big big companies, which you know, which on one one standpoint, I don't blame, right? They're they're companies. They're they're trying to stay afloat. They're trying to stay profitable, right? Um, but I I don't know. I don't know. I kind of feel like it was the right time, just because I'm also doing well now, and I kind of see the state of media. But would, would I have had a podcast? Would I have, you know, maybe I would have had a, a, a podcast that was popular. Maybe I would have moved into that. Maybe I still would have been at, at 570 City News now. Who knows? Who knows? Right? Who knows? Yeah. No, no. You mentioned that. It's a good, this is a good, um, you, and I'm sure you knew this was coming. Um, that, um, see, while I, I agree with you, right, that these conglomerates are making a pro, are, are, you know, they're, they have to look at the bottom line. But it's not being done in the right way. No. Right. No, that's no, the thing. You're right. You're right. So, yeah. I mean, if, if we want to talk about that for, for a few minutes, we can. I mean, okay. So he, here's what you have, right? You have... <laughs> so you're going to get me going here, Ali. No, no, keep ah, going. This, going. Is, you know, this is what we like. <laughs> we like... You, you, you know, you've listened, right? We like good conversation uh, yeah. here. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, okay. But, so, but there's a lot, there's a lot in this, right? There's a lot in this that we need to unpack. So there, and there's, there's many stakeholders here, many stakeholders, and here's what's happening. Okay. So, and this is just, by the way, this is just my opinion on things. What do I know? Right. But I'm going to share it with you anyway. So well, we want to hear it. Public. You have the listening public. Okay. You have the people that are busy, that are going through their daily lives of just trying to live their lives. They have kids, they have jobs, they have debt, they have life happening, okay? Then you have the world, right? Happening as well, AKA the news, right? You have things that are happening in their community. You have things that are happening on a national level, provincial level and international level. And then you have the people that are trying to bring what's happening in those levels to the people that are living their busy lives. And for me, the question isn't whether people want to know or whether people have a need to know. To me, the question is, how are they going to get that information? And let me ask you this, Ali, does it really matter whether they get it on their radio or they get it on their phones or they get it on whatever the next thing is that you and I both have no idea what, what's, what's coming. Like, does that matter? Or does, or, or does the thing that matter is content, right? Because to me, there's that saying content is king. If you produce good content, it doesn't matter whether you're coming through the speakers of someone's car or whether you're coming through the speaker of someone's phone, or whether you're coming through the whatever is next to somebody, people will always find good content. So I know that there's a lot of people that are saying, well, media is dead, or broadcasting is dead, or this. It's, it's, it's just the, the, the vessels, the vehicles that, that are being used to distribute the content that are changing. The content will always be there. It's not going. We're sitting here watching it die, though, Eric. We're sitting here watching it die. We're we're sitting here watching traditional ways of delivering content die. That's what we're right because now I'm not saying that all the right things were done to try to keep 
radio afloat. No, there's been a lot of mistakes in that, right? But that's just because people are so slow to change in every aspect of life. It's not just it's not just radio, right? I mean, look at the climate for crying out loud, right? Like we're like, uh oh, there's no turning back now. Maybe we should try to do something about it. Well, it's a little bit too. Late. We're just so slow to react, right? But I like so. You know, yeah, they're going about it the wrong way, for sure. They're cutting the stuff that's going to cut content, right? They're cutting people. In order to have good content, you need people. You need people to find the stories. You need people. It, it, we're talking about news here specifically, right? You need people to find the stories. You need curious people to ask the right questions, right? You need people who are seasoned and veteran enough, veteran enough, to know which questions to ask, to not always replace the veteran reporter because they might be making too much money with the one straight out of school because you can pay them a quarter, you know, because that reporter is going to go and ask the questions off their paper instead of really listening to the person that's giving the answer and asking, you know, um, asking follow up questions, asking the harder questions, right? So they're going about it the wrong way. I'm not, I'm not debating with you on that for sure but i think that if there are people out there who are willing to put enough work in to create good content people are going to find it i don't know how you feel about that but i think people are going to find the content well here's the thing yeah and, I, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you how i feel about that right like see so i'm, I'm guess so you, I'm, I'm guessing then here that you're you're that you're still that you're still a follower of places like broadcast dialogue and for sure yeah 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 okay right so so you're well in tune of what's happening today in media. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, see, here's what I think. I, I, I go back. I, I always am reminded of what, you know, I'm, I'm always reminded of what Dave Trafford mentioned as he, when he came on here and what Bill Kelly said on his first, first, the Bill Kelly podcast. You remember Bill Kelly and Dave Trafford, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to that, to, to that episode, but yeah. No, um, but you, but see, something that they like, something that they they say is that if you replace, see, and and what's happening is that they're replacing the talent. Like, see, there's a radio has had and broadcasting has had loyalty in us. It takes time to build that loyalty, and once they've built that up, once that a host is, you know, and they take it away. You don't get, they're not giving, you know, and then they're wondering why the revenues are down and this and that because they're taking the con because they're, they're replacing it with something. And then see if, because if they're not giving them, they're not giving them what they want. If, if they, and if they, they're continuing not to do it. And if they don't, they're going to go somewhere else to find and get what they want because there's more choice out there today. That's right. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, it is the way of things in traditional broadcast media where you can get replaced if you're too expensive or if things, um, you know, are tracking towards or somebody in some office somewhere says, well, we just want to change, right? Like we, yep. we just, we just want to change and we're going to, you know, get rid of this person, that person. Um, and we're going to put in this person. Um, it it it's unfortunate it it really is and you're absolutely right and everybody you've spoken to is absolutely right when they say um that 
talent is being replaced, right? With, you know, I'm going to just put it this way, either lesser talent or just recorded stuff, right? Which is, in my opinion, even worse, even worse, because people, people aren't stupid. One thing I learned being on the radio is that you can't dupe people. You, you cannot pull anything over their head. They're going to know when something is recorded. They're going to know when something, right? It might take them a little bit because they're tuning in for 15 minutes here and there. Yep. But as time goes on, they're going to know. They're going to know. And yeah, it's unfortunate. But I, okay, so I will, I will say this though, Ali. Take a look at me. I mean, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate what happened at the time Right with Jeff Allen and Gary Doyle, I was just going to ask you about that. Go ahead, but it, but it's, but but Ali, I wouldn't have gotten my start, right? So it's it's so think about that, right? Like I I you know came in to do a talk show at then five seventy news when the decision was made to replace Jeff Allen and Gary Doyle, and both phenomenal broadcasters both phenomenal people you know um part of the reason why i wanted to go into talk at one point right listening to them um i remember working in the newsroom with gary um and and i remember listening to his i was on the morning show um the morning news wheel at the time doing morning traffic and he would come on after and i would and i would you know i would be preparing for my next traffic report and i would be listening to his monologue in my ear as he was starting and i i loved his monologues and I and I remember the one time I made it into one of his monologues because I had I had posted I can't remember what it was about but I had posted something on Facebook and he he had mentioned my name in his monologue and I was like oh there it is my life is made I made it into a Gary Doyle monologue in the morning it was it was awesome right like but and I know it was, I was hard on him for sure for sure yeah for sure absolutely well yeah I mean of course it was but you know the the the, the one the one way of looking at it too is when changes are made, somebody else gets an opportunity. And yes, it could be bad at first, but as time goes on, it could, it could all come back around as well. Right. It could all come back around as well. So, I mean, if changes weren't made, it's, it's, it's crazy to say, but if changes weren't made, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had my opportunity. Right. And I didn't ask for anything, by the way, just like, I didn't ask for any changes. I didn't ask for it. Right. But it just, it just kind of fell on me. Right. Yeah. So what went through your mind at the time then when that change was made? Of course, you were there when that had happened. Maybe not in the initial, maybe not in those discussions, but what went, you know, you saw, like you witnessed that Gary and Jeff were like, I don't think Jeff was full, like doing anything full time at that time. Yeah. I can't. uh, Yeah. You you know, after, because it's been about, um, what has it been? When did I leave? I, I left in uh, 2017. Uh, it was 27. I think it was like April or May of 2017. That's right. Yeah. That's when I left. Um, and I had, I think, taken over the talk show in like 2013. Um, yeah. Tw- 2014. 20, April, April 2014. of 2014. April 2014. Jeez, you have a good memory, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everything kind of blurs together for me. Um, but yeah, so 2014 to 2017. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I think I had been at 570 for, for since 20, 2012 or 2011 at that point. Um, yeah, definitely wasn't involved in any discussions. Um, nobody came to me to ask me about anything. 
Um, here's what I can tell you. I got a phone call saying to come into the office. I went in um, and basically was asked if I would like to host the talk show. And um, I thought I was getting fired because I got called back into the office at the time. I thought, oh, well, here we go. Everybody in radio gets fired at some point. I had not been fired or, or, or anything before. Uh, 570 was my first radio job. It was my only radio job. Um, I was one of the luckier ones where I didn't have to bounce around across the country. Um, so it was my only job. Uh, but after a few years, I was getting called back into the office and I thought, I'm getting let go. This is, it's finally happening. Uh, but instead, I, I walked in and I was asked if I wanted to host a talk show. And I said, absolutely, I want to host a talk show. When do I start? And then I was told, you start on Monday. And it was a Friday. And they said, you better call your producer, Neil Adams at the time, and get a show together. And that's what we did. That's what we did. Uh, it was the midday show then. My name wasn't on it. It was just the midday show with, I think they added the with Eric Droz at, mm. at one point. Uh, and then later changed it to the Eric Droz show. Um, after, after, you know, they, they were satisfied that I was doing an okay enough job, I guess, to, but I was involved in no discussions. Um, it, it just a change that was, that happened. And I was asked to, if I wanted to host a talk show, man, like that's, that's how it happened. You know, I wish, I wish it was a better story, but, but that's, that's how it happened. Right. Well, and that's, you know, and that's all. Yeah. And, and so now. Do you find now? Do you, I'm curious now. Do you do you are you a listener? Do you listen to city news in the mornings? I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I do. I, 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 I like Mark and Christine. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Christine and Christine Farwell. Let's not forget about Farwell. He's a friend yeah, of the show. Let's not forget about Farwell. He's all right. Eh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no. Mike, Mike is a uh, Mike's a treasure uh, to the community. Um, oh yeah. People, people will never truly understand what Mike Farwell means to the KW area. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we don't need to talk about all his, you know, everybody knows his, his, his cystic fibrosis stuff and the may uh, Farwell for hire, um, you know, but on top of that, the, the countless events he'll do uh, other charitable things, emceeing um, always, always has time to meet up and everything. So, yeah, I, st I still listen to Farwell. I still text him uh, here and there when I hear something that gets under my skin that he says or that's a caller says. And I'll say, what was that guy thinking or, or whatever? I'll still text him. Um, but, yeah, I still listen. I still listen to the news because um, I got the news bug a long time ago. And so I still want to know what's going on in, in the local community. Um, but, you know, do I listen as much as I did when I was when I was on? No, I don't. Other, no. Oh, you don't, eh? No, no, I'll be honest with you. The only time I'll listen now is, uh, you know what? I used to listen a lot more in your days, and I used to listen a lot more in the Pete Travers days. And yeah. I also, and if you listen to the Pete one, you, you heard you probably heard me mention that there. Um, yes. Yes. Um, and the Don Collins days too, and yeah. and the Gary and 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 the Gary days and the Jeff and Gary days too. Um, like, see, the, like, why is that? And, What's changed? Yeah. Um. Actually, Matthew Cause asked me that too. Um. Yeah. What has changed? Um. It, it's the quality that has changed for me. Okay. Um, what 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 do you? Let me ask you this: When you say quality. Yeah. What is it that's suffering? 
in your opinion? In my opinion, it's just with it's it's the way that it it's the way that legacy media is going and continues to go. It's tough to watch. And um in the sense too where because there's a lot of other choice, if I'm looking for a Leafs content or whatever, I don't even listen to the fan. I don't need, I don't need to go to the fan anymore to listen to to get that content. I, you know, there's locked on Leafs, locked on Raptors, locked on Jays, mm-hmm. or what, what even the walk off podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. There's Andrew there's Stoughton, lots of that stuff. Andrew Stoughton does one. Um yeah. it's called it's called Blue Jays Happy Hour, I think. Right, right. So so yeah. just because you you can get what you want immediately rather than wait for something on on legacy media is that what i'm kind of gathering yes okay what about the content have you noticed anything with the content you because you said quality right so i'm I'm wondering what you mean by quality is it content and content too yes yeah okay yeah yeah so that kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier right i mean if you're going to cut people the things that produce you content and then a listener notices that the content is not where it used to be well then you're doing things wrong right you're doing things wrong if if you're still scratching your head saying why aren't people listening but i don't know that they are though this is this is my point though ali i don't know whether whether they're they they might be perfectly fine with 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 thinking well yeah people aren't going to listen as much but how long can we hang on Right. Sure. They, they, they might be. I mean, I, I don't know. This is just all this is just all my opinion. Um, I get it. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, the, the podcast stuff has really filled, um, you know, for a lot of people, a void. And, and you can be anywhere. You can get anything that you want. You don't have to necessarily listen now. You can pause it. You can come back to it. You, I mean, there's just so much that you can do with it. Right. Over over the legacy stuff. So well, that's I, I don't a, blame yeah, you. Yeah, no, and even Sirius XM has changed the game a bit. I love Sirius. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I, I love Sirius. Yeah. Um, you know, you 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 get a new car and and it's there and and um, you know the it's kind of the same way as 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 what you're saying with podcasting. It's um, you know exactly what you're getting. You tune into a certain channel, you know exactly what you're getting, you know exactly what you're going to be listening to, who you're going to be listening to. Um, so yeah, Sirius is doing is doing some great things as well. Um and they have a streaming package, just a standalone streaming package too, which I have. Yeah, yeah. And they do that, they do that as well. What any what do you listen to on Sirius? Anything specific? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh so uh, and you saw you saw yes uh, yesterday. I had uh, Ryan Payton and Victoria Matias on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I yeah, yeah. Um, and and I listen to NHL Network Radio. Yeah, uh, MLB Radio. I, I do like those guys. MLB Network Radio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NBA Radio, NFL Radio, uh, Canada Talks, and the Soccer Channel. You're a sports guy. I'm gathering. Uh, I am a sports guy. <laughs> are you a Leaf guy too? Oh, absolutely. What are they going to do this year? What's what's the what's the take on the Leafs? Well, I I I think that as long as the core four, I think, can get it together and prove to Brad Tree Living and um, Sheldon Keith can 
you know, do something, continue on doing something right. I think that they do have a chance this year. Yeah. Do you think, do you like the additions? Do you like the additions of, of uh, Max Domi and, and um, you know, the, the people that they brought in Reeves and, and those guys, you think, you think they're, they're going to be good. You think they're, it's, they're a little grittier with those guys, right? They're, I think that's what was missing. The sandpaper aspect. I think so. I, I mean, I, I mean, they're interesting um, additions, and I, I certainly feel they're going to be they're going to do well. I mean, the Penguins are an interesting thing too, with with Kyle Dubas kind of moving over there. What are your thoughts there? Well, it's interesting, right? Because Kyle Dubas wasn't there a press conference he did where he said, "If it's not with the Leafs, yeah, you won't you won't see me anywhere else." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he said. And then he lands with the Penguins. I mean, it's it's. It's funny. I always, when, whenever something like that happens, I always think to myself, why would you say, why not just keep your mouth shut? Yeah. You know, because I think it builds a certain level of resentment among fans when you say, and you know, your voice is caught on a recording saying, if it's not with the Leafs, I, you're going to see me away from the game or whatever. And then the next, you know, I don't even know how long it was before he landed with the Penguins, but it wasn't that long. And you know, people people are are now you know have a whole bunch of resentment for him because he basically said, you know, I'm not going to be anywhere else. Then he lands with the Penguins. I, I don't know why you just keep don't keep your mouth shut in, in in cases like that, right? I mean, obviously the postseason didn't go the way they wanted it to. Uh, he was emotional, and you're getting asked questions, and I and I get it. People say things, but um, at the same time, I I would have just I would have maybe just said, you know, I don't know what's coming up next or something like that. <laughs> Well, I also kind of feel that Ryan and Victoria said it best too, that they, and um, that I'm not sure if you had a chance to listen to that one yet. Not the whole thing. I, I listened to, to a few, few minutes. Yeah. Okay. So you probably did hear them say that quote, that that was his thing going, either you pay me properly or I'm going to go elsewhere. Quote. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, See, the, you know, people that follow it closely in the insiders, right? Like they'll, they'll read in between the lines and, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's, I think that that makes a little bit more sense in that case. Right. Um, you know, it, think about how hard it would be to just walk away from the game. If, if, if that's all you've known, right. And that's all that, that, that he's known for sure. Think about how hard it would be to just, you know, call it quits and, and do something else or, or not be, going to a hockey rink when the season's starting, right? I mean, for him, that would be really difficult. Yeah. No, but I, I kind of feel, no, and I do agree with you that he really, that, that Dubas really shouldn't have said anything because of the fact that right. he didn't know or whatever else. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know, no one's going to blame you if you don't say anything. Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 What about the Jays? Do you have any thoughts on the Jays? So, um, hoping to get in um you know it looks like it's going to be looks like it's going to be a tight one um they dropped last night did they not was it two nothing last night they dropped i, I know game. they lost to the yankees i don't know what the score yeah. was yeah i think it was two nothing they lost to the yankees so you know what are the jays right um they've lost to a lot of good teams this year i feel like whenever they play good teams they're dropping games um and is that uh, you know foreshadowing of things to come you know, is that because it's only going to get harder. You make the postseason, it's only going to get harder. Um, it's, 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 there, there are a lot of good teams. So 
what my thoughts against you know on the Jays are they make it in it's going to be a very tough first round um and I wouldn't be betting money on them getting through that to be completely honest with you no and if they don't make the playoffs who's the blame going to come on is it going to be Shapiro and Atkins or John Schneider that's a good question that's a good question I feel like I feel like coaches get the blame but how how much do you think a baseball coach actually impacts a game? Like if you were to put a percentage on, on every game, like the impact that they have on every single game, what, what impact do you think that they have on every single game? Well, I think that now you're reminding me of the Wilmer days a little bit now. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> um, because, uh, he always used to say, and you probably remember this, but he always used to say that, quote, um, that that manager's job is to be the, is to be a tactician. Yes. 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 But I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's like any other sport, right? If the if the players on the field or the players on the, on the ice or the or the court or, or whatever aren't getting it done, you can't go out there and do it for them. You just, you just can't, right? Nope. So I think if there's blame to go around, um, it's got to be on the people putting the team together. Like, that's kind of what I, like, I've always looked at it that way. It's got to be the people that are putting the team together that are making the decisions on who's out on the field or out on the ice, rather than the, rather than the person that's standing on the bench or in the dugout or wherever, um, you know, trying to get through, uh, you know, 162 game season, right? Like it's, it's a grind. And I don't know how many, how much, um, you know, actual impact they can have on every, on every game. At the end of the day, in my opinion, the players are the ones that have to get it done. And if the players aren't getting it done for chemistry reasons or whatever the case is, I think you got to put the blame on the people that are left um, in charge of organizing who, you know, the, the, the type of team that you have, that's, that's kind of where I've always stood on that. Um, I think it's too easy. Uh, like in hockey, I think it's too, oh, they didn't, you know, I think it's too easy to fire the the coach, you know? Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's where I lie on that. Yeah. And uh, what about um, now you mentioned there um, that um, you are, um, that uh, um you're a that uh, you mentioned the police stuff uh, well what, mm-hmm. what does it what does it take what what if, if there's anything you want to share there what 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 does it take though what is the role and job of a police officer during a situation when they're going to what what goes through their mind when they're trying to um capture somebody after an incident has happened mm-hmm. well um i could kind of i could kind of speak more broadly um about kind of the role of of policing that's you know, what, yeah that's what i'm looking for yeah that's what we're yeah. looking for yeah and I, you know it's 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 interesting and again I, I will say this is this you know these are just my opinions on on things I, i'm not uh speaking for anyone here um just my opinions on no, things yeah, but absolutely. it's 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 interesting because, you know, we're talking about the role of media and the role of broadcasting and kind of how it's going and, and all the changes that are happening, you know, policing is no different. Right. And, and I, and I think that's, 
that's true about, you know, whatever facet of line of work you're in, I think everything is going through some major shifts and some major changes um, for, for a number of reasons, right? I think, I think people are changing. Um, you know, I think as younger people get into the workforce and younger people kind of become uh, young adults, um, they're growing up in a digital age where they have different opinions and different priorities and different things yeah. like that. I think that's not talked about enough. Um, yeah. does, does, you know, you know where I'm coming from. Does that make sense? Like, I think that, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that young people today have different expectations on themselves, but the kind of life they're going to have, but also on kind of society and, 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 uh, where society should be going more so than I think before that's one, but I think also the technology is changing every work workspace. Every workspace is yeah. being changed by technology yeah. and, and super rapidly, like very rapidly. Um, and so what is the role of policing? I think fundamentally the role of policing hasn't changed since day one. And that is basically to, um, prevent crimes and, you know, for the lack of a better, better way of putting it, help people when they are in need. I think fundamentally that's going to stay the same. Yeah. Um, no matter how policing is being done, whether it's, you know, digitally, uh, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but whether it's digitally or, or in person, um, you know, the role of policing is never going to change. But in terms of like any specific scenario, um, you know, somebody does something and, and you're responding to a call, there's a whole whack of things that are going through your mind. Um, yeah. As, as as you're heading to whatever the case may be, um, you know, you're thinking about, um, you know, what happened, how did it happen, who was involved, descriptions, um, you know, geography, where did it happen, where might they be going, where are they? Um, there's there's a million things that you have to keep in mind. Oh, and by the way, you have to stay pretty, pretty cool as a cucumber as this is happening as well. Um, you can't let yourself get too stressed out. Right. I mean, stress is natural. It's going to happen, of course, but you can't let yourself get too stressed out because, you know, you're the help that's coming. Right. Yeah. So, yep. um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot that goes into every single every single incident. And and I got to say, I'm super proud to be working with the people that I am today. It's uh, it's very inspiring to see. Absolutely. And uh, is there any are there any uh, do you like to read? Are there any podcasts that you like to listen to? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, truthfully, I'm not getting as much reading done today, uh, with, with a couple of young kids, um, as I, as I did before, um, podcasts, um, I'm, I'm a scanner, uh, Ali, I, I listen, I like to find going back to what I was saying earlier. Um, if there's, if there's content, if there's good content, I'm going to give it a listen. I don't really the the topic or the the kind of the space that it's in doesn't really matter to me um uh, if, if the content is good I'll, I'll have a listen to it have you heard of modern wisdom no modern wisdom is a is a um is a podcast where they talk about a whole uh, array of things and um like the other day i listened to an episode of modern wisdom um they talked about what is the role of fathers in today's society uh, ah. and i thought and i thought oh geez that's that's not something that's really talked about a lot nowadays let's see what they got to say about that and it was fantastic they had a they had a um um oh the word excuse me right now but they had a um uh an anthropologist on um talking about the role of fathers throughout our history 
of evolution and you know what's expected today and so on and i found it fascinating um so i i i don't really have many um go-tos that i come back to i'll just i'll just find something or you know how it works for me a lot of uh-huh. people will send me stuff a lot of people will send me stuff and say hey have a listen to this this might interest you and, and i'll just i'll sit down and i'll listen to it so well so kind of like what i do that kind of like how i the like the like the the um the newsletter and stuff that i send out yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah i mean i i think i think you know it's see and that's why i do that right to reach more people exactly right well and you have to right you, you have to do that but i had a i had a um i had a college professor um paul scott which by the way if you want a good guest um paul scott um was in the broadcast landscape in KW for many, 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 many decades, and then became a professor at Conestoga, taught broadcasters. Uh, I don't know if you know Paul at all or if you've heard of him at all, um, but uh, he would be a fantastic guest. Just just throwing that out there. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. We're friends on Facebook, by the way. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, but um, he told me uh, in college that, the, that your knowledge um, should be a mile wide and an inch deep, right? He said, if you want to be good on the radio, your knowledge, you should be knowledgeable about things that span a mile. You should be able to conver- hold a conversation with people yeah. um, about most things, right? And that's being well-read and that's being, um, you know, in this case, in, pod- in terms of podcasts, listening to a lot of podcasts. So that's why I, listen across the board to a lot of things because i want to just be able to hold a conversation with people if i'm somewhere somebody brings something up i don't want to kind of just <laughs> be standing there like oh i have no idea what you're talking about you know? yeah yeah so yeah I, I think i think podcasting is is great for that yeah. and audiobooks have you thought about audible or something i haven't i haven't done that should i should i be doing that i i haven't done that so give it a try if you like it yeah yeah, no, I think I think I would. I think I would like it. When do, when do you do that? Do you kind of just sit and and do that? Like when like when's the, what's the perfect time to do that? Well, yeah, just sit down and think about. Okay, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out today. Yeah. Do do people do it in cars? Do, do they kind of just driving and listening to books? I guess they yeah, do, yeah right? absolutely, they do. Yep. Yeah. So may, maybe on my next road trip or something, I'll I'll. Uh, um, you know, or actually, I'm catching a. a we're we're, we're going to be on a flight on Friday, so maybe maybe uh, maybe that's the perfect place to listen to a book as well on an airplane. Oh, I have some book recommendations too. Hit me. What are you reading right now? I'm reading 101 essays that will change the way you think by Brianna Weist. Okay. All right, and what's that? What's give me the gist? Don't spoil it, but give me the gist. Oh, it's basically about changing the mindset on. Like basically on, you know, on how to train your mind to be like, you know, just to kind of eliminate some of the, you know, the, like how to handle anxiety and things like that. Right. Right. Isn't that interesting? I find a lot more um, content is coming out about in, in that area specifically, right. About like mental health and, and anxiety. And I think there's a lot of people today that struggle to, with coping mechanisms and that's a perfect space for a lot of tips right on how to how to basically get rid of some of the stresses in your life and how to 
you know, be able to kind of keep that anxiety down. I think it's affecting a lot more people than, than we know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you sign, if you uh, join, uh, uh, and also too, um, if you join uh, Goodreads, I don't know if you have you heard of Goodreads. Yes, I have heard of Goodreads. Yeah. Yeah. If you join uh, Goodreads, um, you know, and uh, if you uh, also you can, um, if, if you um, you can you can also friend me on Goodreads as well, and you'll be able to see all the books that I've got on my want to read bookshelf and and yeah. currently reading as well. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I'll I'll have to do that. I got to get back into some reading. Yeah. Yeah. And as we wrap up here, is there anything you'd uh, you'd like to share um, about anything that we have not touched on today? Um, no, I, I mean, I, you know, it's interesting. Thanks again for kind of taking me down memory lane. Um, I do often wonder what it would be like if I hadn't left. Um, mm -hmm. so I can so see it's that. A good, yeah. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, it's, it was a major shift for me. It was a major shift. Uh, in many ways, it's it's similar because you're just talking to people, right? Both jobs require you to to be able to talk to people, and and um, uh, you know, in policing, they say um, you know your words are your best weapon, right? Because you can you know you can really calm situations down by just de-escalating and and using your words. So I think coming from a radio background, that's that's really served me well uh, in the world of policing because I'm I am able to talk. I'm not shy, and um, so so it's it's been really good that way, but. I, I do often um, think about, you know, where where I would have been and where I would have, um, you know, um, where where things would have gone if I if I hadn't left. So it was really fun um, going down memory lane. Oh, and can I just give out? Um, yeah. I got my start. I got my start in radio. Uh, originally, I applied to Sea um, Joy in Guelph. That was the first um, job posting that I applied to. And af right after I applied to CJOY, 570 had a, put out a posting for a part-time, um, I think it was a part-time reporter at that point. And, and so I applied there as well. And Joe Pavia, um, I don't know, do you know Joe? Yes. Yeah, I, uh, he's at CBC KW now, I believe. He's at CBC, that's right, yeah. So Joe Pavia uh, heard my demo tape from college and gave me my uh, first radio job and start. So, um, you know, I have him to thank for, for my time in radio, uh, which I really enjoy. Michelle Dyer, who's been a guest here too. Michelle Dyer. Michelle Dyer. Yeah. Michelle, Michelle Dyer was probably the reason why, why I ended up going into talk because Michelle had her, uh, she was, what was she doing? She was filling, she was filling a evening slot. That's right. Yeah. When there was no right? Jays game. That's right. She was filling an evening slot and I would be in the uh, I was in the news station during some of those evenings reporting on stuff and she would pull me in on air. Yeah, so I just remember to that. have little. Yeah, just to have little back and forth. Um, and so, yeah, I got Michelle to thank, too. And I know she's doing really well right now. I'll have to go and uh, listen to, to the episode with her. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think back, Ali, I worked with so many good people. I had so many producers. Glenn Pelche. Um, Glenn Pelche, Lisa Drew, Lisa Drew, you know, Paul McPhee. Who's, uh, he's still there. He's still there. Blair Adams. Um, I don't think he's not there anymore. I think he was. I, I thought he was with Kitchener today. Um, was that a was that a publication? That yeah, they like but a, they didn't renew. But they didn't renew. But they didn't renew their uh, the contract with Village oh, Media. 
Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, Blair, Blair worked with us in the morning and, um, and then, uh, Matt Carey, of course, was my producer for, for, uh, a, a long time. Oh, he'll be coming uh, on as well. He'll be coming on here as well. Oh, is he coming on? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, tell Matt, I say, hi, I, I we connect uh, every once in a while, but, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Ali, if, if you're getting uh, Matt on. Yeah, October the twenty fourth, he's coming on, and and you'll be following all the updates, right? Uh, yeah, I'm I fo- I'm going to be following all the updates, and 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 you know Matt Matt will be a fun conversation. But yeah, uh, Haley Zimak and Arlene Dowell, I I worked with so many good people. Oh yeah, Haley Zimak. I don't um, know. I think she's still in media, isn't she? She's at she's yeah she's also at uh, CBC, KW. Right, she's there um, as well. Arlene Dowell, I don't think she's in media anymore. No, I think Arlene, I think Arlene left. I think she was doing something else now, but um, yeah. So, I mean, I just, you meet all these people. They're all fantastic broadcasters. They're all great at what they do. Um, and, you know, you keep in touch with them and it's interesting where life takes you, right? After, after broadcasting. Exactly. And where can people find you online, Eric? Well, I, I will I will say this, Ali. I'm not I'm not uh, as uh, active online as I used to be. That was one of the big changes, actually. Um, I don't I don't mean to drag this out uh, any longer than we need to, but um, <laughs> that that was one of the big changes. Uh, when I was in radio, it was like Twitter or what is it? What do they call it now? X X, X X X just X. It's just X. Like yep yeah, just X like he's taken the letter of the alphabet and it's just x now okay um what what do i know but anyway um so i was in radio it was like man you got to be on their tweet interact with people yeah i was tweeting you know a hundred times a day and since then i think i probably have tweeted a hundred (laughs) times in total so um i'm still on there uh i'm still on facebook so people can find me um just under my name so yeah, if you guys, if anybody wants to connect, shoot me a message for sure. Awesome stuff. We'll put a link in the show notes there. Right on. Yeah. And you can find me at HTTP colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. X ETOM podcast 819 and follow the broadcast map Facebook page. Search for broadcast map. And we will be back with you on Thursday, September the 28th we will have kim former broadcaster kimberly tulloch dropping by and uh, eric i really want to take this opportunity to thank you so much for joining me for the second ever wednesday show thanks man i i really enjoyed it um so glad that you asked me um i apologize again for taking a while to get back to you but it was a lot of fun thanks man appreciate it oh no worries you know what we're gonna have you back in the future I would love that. Honestly, I would love that. I, I taking strolls down memory lanes. I, I love it. Or we could talk about something completely different. It's completely up to you. But yeah, I'd love that. Oh yeah, no, we'll come back. Um, maybe before the Christmas break, we'll do some. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm game. All right, sounds good. Feel free to book something in. Right on. And Thanks, we man. will remind. Yeah, sounds good. We and I will remind the listeners. Stay tuned. There is always excellent content taking place. Thank you so much for listening to Broadcast Map. To learn more about the show, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com slash broadcast map slash. 
like the Broadcast Map Facebook page by searching Broadcast Map. Stay tuned. There is always excellent conversation on the way.